0: You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up and good morning, War Report family. It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are back with another morning drop here this morning. Since the transfer portal has closed, we want to talk about past portal folks that might be a little disappointment uh, for the Auburn fan base and how they performed here. Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's get straight to the money. Let's drop it on. Are now now listening to to the War Report. Morning drop drop time, sponsored by Rogueshop.com. It's your guy Ike Jones, Mike G, in here this morning, talking a little bit about past folks that were Auburn folks, no longer Auburn folks, came and went. Maybe their stint here at Auburn was a little disappointment, a little bit of a disappointment for Auburn fans. Mike G, how you feeling this morning, man? Uh,
1: pretty good. The portal is open. Um, There has not been as much action as a lot of people right. have hoped in the portal.
0: Yeah, not a lot to talk about as mm-hmm. far as guys coming in. Actually, not a lot of talk about about guys going out not as either. much as you would have thought.
1: Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think we uh, the um the deadline to get into the portal has passed. Mm-hmm. So if you're not in the portal, you're going to be an all retired next year.
0: Yeah, listen, unless you just want to sit out a season and (laughs) chill on the sidelines. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, So, I mean, that's where we're at Um, now. There are some guys who did get in the portal before the deadline, Ike, uh, that, you know, it is what it is. We'll see where a lot of those guys end up. But, um, you know, uh, the portal has the inception of the portal has only been a few years. It feels Mm -hmm. like it's been more. Now, you could always transfer in college football. But, um, you know, T.J. Finley's year that he came in that 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 was the first year the portal was open. Mm-hmm. So, uh technically Brian Harson's first year, mm-hmm. right? Brian Harson's yeah. first year at Auburn 20, 2021. So, mm-hmm. um uh, you know, we've seen a lot of guys make good decisions and a lot of guys make bad decisions when it comes to jumping into the portal. Uh, yeah. and Auburn definitely uh is building a history there <laughs> uh in
0: that regard. Yeah, so so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna list off players in the last year, mm-hmm. like so since the season ended. So we're we're go, we're talking um last after after the end of last year, guys who have hit the portal. And what I want to do is figure out maybe who the top two or three most oh man, I thought that dude was gonna be one of the ones. All right. So we'll list, we'll list them off in order of them hitting the portal. Armani Diamond, okay, Xavion Capers, mm. JJ Evans. Zach Calzada, Keandre Jones, Dezaylen Warsham, Joko Willis, mm. Jordan Ingram, Marquise Robinson, Zacavius Walker. Uh, scroll up a little bit more here. Cameron Brown, mm. Tavares Dawson, Desmond Tisdall, Jeffrey Emba, Powell Gordon, Tobichi Okoli, Craig McDonald, Dylan Brooks. Landon King and Colby Smith. Those are all the guys since last season that have hit the portal from Auburn. Which of those guys would you say to yourself looking back? Before you answer that question, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You know what the question is going to be. Before you answer that question, you guys go share the video. Share the video yeah, right yeah, now. There you go. Make sure you uh, add us on whatever your uh, social media platform you want to share it on. Facebook, I don't care if it's Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Just you know, mention the war report in your comment. If it's on Facebook, if it's on Twitter, make sure you hit us up in that. Um, like the video right now and subscribe to the channel if you're first time getting in with us. We're going to continue the conversation here. But Mike G, what's your answer? The guy who, when they came in, you were like, oh yeah, I'm really excited about this one. Just never really lived up to the hype that you had personally.
1: Um, capers was disappointing. Uh, factual, yeah. Xavier on capers was really disappointing. Uh, and um, I think it was tough for me with capers, but uh, honestly, uh, it was capers, not capers, but the other kid, the wide receiver guy, his name just flew out of my head. Like the one that we kept asking Harson about, like, where is he? Oh, um, you're talking about Elijah Kenyon, Canyon. right? Yeah, yeah. Elijah Kenyon. Kenyon um, uh, ended up, I think, at Purdue. Yes. Right? And he was undoubtedly one of the most talented receivers Auburn had on the team. He, he was a playmaker. He would just come in and make plays, and for whatever reason, uh, he couldn't do enough of what they wanted him to do to keep him on the field. Right. These are things that you hope disappear under the new coaching staff where you got some super talented guy, but he's not seeing the field for non football related reasons. But, you know, the things we heard about Canyon was he doesn't practice hard and, you know, uh, you know, and not necessarily that he was just lazy. He was just kind of an aloof kid is what we heard about him. And the coaching staff took that aloofness as apathy mm-hmm. and they didn't want to start him. They didn't want to play him and when he did play uh ie like georgia state like we came in and he was making nfl catches double tapping yeah. t- on the sideline and just things that you don't see receivers do at the college level very often so for me it's definitely is is him man like um i think
0: it was really tough for me with him it was really tough for me with him it was he was definitely a curious case um I think the guy for me, like there's a couple of guys that come to mind and I'm going to list my top three names here of guys who um, I had high hopes for and it just never seemed to materialize. For me, I think the number one guy is going to have to be Zach Calzada because we just never saw him, never saw him touch the field, Um, had a lot of like we we talked to him during the offseason and he was super confident in where his shoulder was and his ability to come in and make an impact. And he just never saw it. You never saw him able to come in here and do any, like if he had hit the field one time and looked bad, maybe I'd feel a little bit better and be like, okay, well, you know, it's disappointing, but at least we know why he's not playing. Like I just don't really even know what the whole situation was definitively about Zach Calzada as to why you know, I know the shoulder was never really fully healthy, but you definitely saw him throwing and I it he was suited up for games. And it was just like it was weird. Like it was weird going to games, watching him warm up and then him never touching the field, knowing <laughs> what our quarterback situation was last season. And Calzada had the whole I beat Bama allure thing around him, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was definitely the savior that was going to come in and be our Bama slayer. Yeah. And it just never, never
1: happened. happened. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it was so disappointing because we interviewed him. And he seemed right. to have the right attitude about work. And, like, the fact that it just never came together for him was definitely one of those head scratchers. Like, yeah. swing and a miss in the portal, Zach Calzada, right? And so a lot of people were just, you know, well, there's a reason he left left Texas A&M. And I hate that. I really do. Uh, but, yeah. uh, it, you know, his, his shoulder, I think, never came together the way you know, right. you know, we never got a real story about Zach Calzada's shoulder, right? Right. Um, it just was, it was just very interesting. Calzada was an interesting story for sure. Like, so I, yeah. I agree with that one. That one, that one was a head scratcher.
0: My number two guy from the transfer portal era so far um, in this last season, right? Like we could go back to the beginning of the transfer portal in this last season. I think my guy is going to be number two. It's got to be Jeffrey Emba. Like I was excited about Jeffrey Emba coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he left, now he wasn't necessarily a transfer in, right? Like he was a guy who was, uh, you know, a Juco guy and came in, but him leaving this off season, which I thought he was primed for a breakout year. And maybe he still is going to have a breakout year at Purdue. He won't have one at Auburn, but you can't have the name Thanos and come in here and not dominate stuff. And I just never saw mm. the Thanos stop Like he was one of those guys where. It just never, you just, ne- I don't think you ever got the returns on the hype from from Jeffrey Emba. Um, and he left rather unceremoniously. Like, he got into the portal, mm. or he hinted at wanting to go to the portal mm. during the offseason. And then he actually did go and leave and get into the portal uh, recently. Jeffrey Emba, definitely a guy I'm just like, yo, yeah, well, what,
1: what, what, why? Uh, the number one overall Juco player, Ike. Right. Number one. Um, I think that's part of like you can't be the number one overall anything and not come with some hype. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, a lot of people felt like he was a physical specimen and a freak. Right. And that he would come in and dominate. But he was more of a project. And this is what we talk about when we talk about projecting talent. Right. And how it is a skill to project talent, because they took on a project and he was physically like whoever rated him the number one overall Juco player could have been wrong yeah right let's be real it's possible they were wrong about you know him and they looked at measurables and you know his physical attributes and decided that hey this is a guy who has the capability of being the number one overall juco player but was he ever that guy i don't think he was ever that guy
0: we're we're accustomed to really good juco products here at Auburn, right so like it's it's odd for us to get a guy rated as the best one and them not come in and be amazing. And, and yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just weird. I mean, we're the school that produced Nick Fairley,
0: right? Cam Newton. So, yeah. Right. Guy,
1: right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So like, you know, you're, you're looking at the Nick Marshall, right? right? You're looking at these guys and just thinking, you know, Hey, and we've even had some Juco running backs that have come through, um that have been really good uh what was the right. guy that we had he ended up playing for the Panthers in the league for a little bit the running back after Ben Tate the guy that came after Ben Tate um
0: you said he went to the Panthers yeah he played with the Panthers for a little bit Cameron Artis Payne yeah he was a juco was he I didn't even I don't Cameron, even know Cameron, Cameron, all,
1: Cameron, Cameron was a juco right okay. um and so uh, it was it was you know we've had some good ones yeah. Right. And so, you know, for for, for to come in with all that hype, it just and not do anything here, again, it just makes you wonder, was there a misevaluation issue? Right. Was there a development issue? Or was he just, you know what I mean? Yeah, or some yeah, combination I mean, of the two, he just was never that
0: guy. Yet to be seen, right? Like he'll he will have his opportunity at Purdue, I assume. That's why he transferred there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see if he's up there wrecking the Big Ten next year. So, yeah, um, I don't know. The last guy I'm going to mention, and this is, this is one of your guys, it's Dylan Brooks, man. Like, I just, I don't, I mean, when Dylan Brooks came in, mm. getting his release from his National Letter of Intent from Tennessee, there was legitimate like fanfare around that situation. We're mm-hmm. like, Oh, we got one from Tennessee, you know, uh, fast food gate, got him And we, we swooped in and took advantage. Never saw it on the field. Not mm-hmm. even once, not even a little bit. Dylan Brooks is that guy. And it's, this is, this is a toss up for me because I, there is a guy who's like number three B. So that's three A and three, three B for me would be Landon King. Cause I was super excited about Landon King, him not ever playing significant time. Landon King might be a little more. Actually, if I let me let me Dylan Brooks is a big disappointment. Landon King might be a bigger disappointment for me because we did actually get to see him on the field do some amazing things mm-hmm. and then never get an opportunity to really show what he had. Yeah. Um, as far as full, you know, getting 20, 30 snaps a game. What could he do? I don't know, man. I it's that's to, I, I might have to actually amend mine and say number three is Landon. Kennedy, yeah, Landon, gosh,
1: Landon's man. tough for Even Elijah. though he didn't
0: have as much hype coming in, I think the hype around him after people saw oh, him yeah. was like, whoa. Yeah, it was just
1: like, whoa, like, you know, could this kid be a hidden gem and, uh, you know, similar to uh, 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 Elijah Kenya? It just never came together for him for some reason. Right. And now he's leaving here. And I saw some people kind of dog him out on social media, Ike. On Twitter, yeah. and I just really low class behavior, um, dogging kids out for getting in the portal. He didn't say anything inflammatory about Auburn, you know, he just said, Hey, I'm entering the portal, right? Right, and uh, we expected that if he's not gonna play here, then he's gotta go play somewhere. Uh, but you know, I think some of why people are dogging him out is that disappointment around his potential. There are a lot of people who just wanted to see him do something right. here. And uh, the fact that he never really got the shot is frustrating for fans. So um, the portal is in such an interesting, you know, dynamic when it comes to college football now. Right. Like, you know, kids come in and, um, you know, it's created this thing with the fans where, where fans think every kid that comes in in the portal is going to be the savior of their program. And every kid that leaves, it's like, oh my God, everything's right. falling apart. <laughs> right. And the truth is Auburn has been very neutral in the portal, this portal period. So we're, we're talking about some of the guys who maybe have come in or are leaving and there were disappointments either coming or going. Uh, but ultimately I think Hugh Freeze has done a good job of just kind of slowing like the, the leaks around the portal And making it into like, hey, listen, we're building a program, but you you know, as much as the portal can help you, you still got to build a program through recruiting and getting guys in from high school that can help you and developing your system and and that can be your guys. Right. So I get it. Like, listen, listen, man, the portal gave somebody a Heisman winner last year. Right. right? That's, that's Somebody who jumped in the portal last year yeah, won and the highest. That's, the, that's yeah. the
0: danger of the portal, right? It's like everybody thinks that you're going to get Caleb Williams in the portal, Man, or you're going to get, sure. um, you know, Jameson Williams, uh, Sabama, or you're going to get um, uh, Joe Burrow, right? Like you feel like everybody wants to hit a home run and be the new potential number one target, number one QB in the portal. And that's just not always the way it goes in the portal, man. Like sometimes you're going to get people who are just role players. You're going to get guys who are just going to be dynamic locker room guys. Like you're not going to always hit a home run. Like there's too many guys in the portal for all these guys to be that guy. Right. Like like there are literally thousands of kids in the portal. Like what are we sure? Like all of those aren't going to be the one. And mining through that to find somebody who's a program changer is difficult because a lot of these guys, guys don't so what you get was maybe some high school tape to run off of and maybe some practice film or if you're you know transferring from colorado you don't get any tape they're just like hey whatever you did get before you got up out here good luck to you right like i don't right. know uh so it's going to be difficult to, to figure out how to change your program through the portal Dr- Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Let's get to the comment section. Mm-hmm. B Will's forehead's going to jump us off with a super <laughs> chat saying I thought we agreed JJ Evans doesn't exist. Never seen the man before. Mm. He is a mythological creature. JJ Evans uh I don't you know what? I I'm gonna be honest though like just seeing JJ Evans on your uh roster as a guy at his size and it was very disappointing to never see him hit the field for sure. Um, I don't even did where I let me Did JJ Evans get a transfer portal destination? Where did he go? Like I feel like that got um he is going to North Alabama. So JJ Evans headed to North Alabama. It's just I mean it's just such a disappointment man like he just came in he came in with a bit of hype and I just don't know what's going to happen with JJ Evans and his mm-hmm. he, he had injury issues and all that kind of thing but just never really ever like I don't know if anybody ever did an interview with JJ Evans I don't I've never yeah. seen JJ Evans do anything uh, that made him a real person. Yeah you're going to have kids like this every
1: every cycle you're going to have kids like this to come in and they're just like not <laughs> I mean, we heard his name, sure, and maybe he made some plays during a spring game or something, but like eh, he's not no, yeah, yeah, like you know what I mean, like he's just not not anything man i, I think that guy you just gotta remember man every every guy that gets recruited is not gonna be somebody, <laughs> that's it, yeah, bottom line, every guy that gets recruited is not gonna be somebody. Yeah.
0: But he was a four-star coming out of high school. A lot of uh, high hopes for J.J. Evans. And hopefully he'll still be able to find a good home uh, at North Alabama and then transitions to something bigger and better for him. Mm-hmm. b forehead jumps back in again and says, the busy- biggest disappointment in and out is Calzada by a long shot.
1: Yeah, he was supposed to be like the safety net. And he was supposed to be kind of like that Again, that guy that comes in and plays for a year, he was supposed to be, like, your perfect one-year stopgap. Come in, ball out, leave, right? And, right. um, you know, let your guys like Robbie get some, you know. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> Calzada was so disappointed. I thought he had the right stuff. It's yeah. it's so hard when you talk to the guys like we did. And it was yeah. like, oh, man, I thought he had the right stuff. And because he didn't,
0: uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Haley jumps in and says, Landon King is the most disappointing for sure, especially after his first season.
1: Hmm. Landon. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is going to be a popular. This is going to be a popular opinion. Yeah, it's gonna be a real popular opinion. Just don't trash him on Twitter, please. (laughs)
0: But, yeah, I I don't I don't get the weird Yeah. I don't get the weird energy that people have and and listen, it's it's going to get so much worse. Like I I saw your tweet when you were uh, telling people to stop doing that and there there are some people who when they leave, it's going to be really bad when it happens. Um right. and I just I'm <clears throat> I don't know. I don't I think I might just like not get on Twitter the entirety of that day when it happens cuz I just don't want to see all of it. I don't really ever have any joy in seeing anybody exit the program, no matter how much I like or dislike them. I just don't want to see people going crazy about them, their exodus from the program. Whether it, like you you liked them a lot and it's like, oh my God, how could they leave us? What happened? Or you never liked them. It's like, thank goodness. And you're throwing parties about it. Like, I just, I'm not that guy. I don't think I'll be that guy. We're going to get on here and we're going to talk about mm-hmm, them being yeah. gone, but I'm never going to celebrate somebody uh, leaving. So for sure. Anyway, it's going to be interesting. Will be interesting, but I agree with you. The energy around Landon King is super weird. Um, so it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> Chris first, Dixon jumps, jumps in and says, "Landon had anybody a- he, like never did anything to anybody. No, <laughs> right. he was he was he was a good kid. He yeah. did everything he was asked to do. So I just don't I don't know. Um, but anyway, Landon had that great grab in the end zone. But when we saw him run, not very athletic, in my opinion. Yeah, he was slow. He was slow as pond water on a cold day. Like he just was not moving super quickly." for a guy who is an outside wide receiver, potentially. Um, you know, I said this before on Sunday, he probably should have stayed at tight end. So hopefully mm-hmm. wherever he lands, they will put him at tight end, bulk him up and let him go in and dominate linebackers instead of trying to run against cornerbacks and safeties. Okay. Um, Right. John Boyson says, Emba was definitely the biggest letdown to me. Yeah, he was a big letdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going uh, to be a popular opinion too. The name Thanos, you, you can't come in with that. It's like nicknames, mm. man. Listen, mm. bro, like you, I, so here's here's the thing I wonder. Who gave him the nickname Thanos? Is that something he named himself? Did he earn that nickname in the JUCO that's ranks? So like, where did the name Thanos come from? Because that's important here. Yeah, that's because if question. he named himself Thanos, we got to have a separate conversation about Jeffrey Impa, about like, hey, young man, you can't just go around giving yourself nicknames that you haven't earned in some sort of way. But if other people named him Thanos, then we have to have a conversation with them about, like, so what did you see that made you feel like he was a world conqueror?
1: Because
0: mm. I it never materialized on this level. Again, hopefully Purdue will be a change of scenery and a change of his fortunes. Wish him the best out there. Yeah. Christian Crawford jumps in with a question, says, how are y'all feeling about the energy of this team? This is a big pivot. Does the transfer portal disappointments and QB questions make y'all feel uneasy about the fall or is it too early to say? I don't think it's
1: too early to feel uneasy. (laughs) Personally, there are there are so many question marks that uneasy is probably a very normal human emotion at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Um, you know, especially with how they're talking about the quarterback position, Um, you know, and this is a quarterback driven league, man. Like, you know, college football. Think about it. Like, what was it? Three out of the first four picks in the NFL draft quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. Quarterbacks. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I mean, right. Two of those guys were from this league. <laughs> So, you know, I don't know how you can see the uneasiness around like the, you know, like the uh, uncertainty around quarterback and not feel some uneasiness about the season. Certainly. Right. Um, Now, you're going to be uneasy about what you haven't seen. So, like, if it's Robbie, like people haven't seen him play well consistently. Right. And so people are uneasy about it. You know, whoever you bring in from the portal, you're going to be uneasy about that guy, too. Because he ain't Caleb Williams. <laughs> He's not gonna be right, so you're gonna be uneasy there i just I think uneasiness is warranted
0: personally, yeah, the first part of this question feeling about the energy of the team um, I don't think the team has a bad energy right now. I yeah. think that there are some spots that they need to work on um but that's not unusual. I don't think that they're in a bad place. I just here's the thing when you are already and let's be clear, not a good team um you really can't afford any chinks in the armor to show right like you need to figure and so like the fact that there are still spots where you're like you're not sure about that when you're already a bad team being a bad team but you're together and you're unified and you're moving in a in the right direction wonderful being a bad team and you've got some people lagging behind as far as their commitment or you don't really know where they stand or they don't know where they stand that's not good uh so there Mm -hmm. are i'm gonna be honest with myself and say yes i am concerned right now about where Auburn football is and what our potential can be going into the future because there's some things that I don't feel like we've shored up um and I don't know that I see a plan in motion. I don't have to see it because I'm not in the building, you know, uh, I'll steal the the quote from the the much uh maligned Brian Harson of you guys aren't in the meeting room. Yeah, I'm not in the meeting room, I'm not in the building, so I don't know. um but from the outside looking in, there are some things that concern me about the direction that this team is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Um, But is it too early to say anything like I wouldn't be ready to put a fall prediction together because there's still things that can happen in the transfer portal that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still the I, I, some I, way too I've, early. Yeah, Yeah, I've said, you know, the summer is really where teams start to gel because that's when you start to solidify who's actually on your roster. And then you start to do a lot of the, you know, building towards what the actual plan is going to be. And you start to solidify where people are on the depth chart going into fall. So there's there's a lot of time to fix the things, Mm -hmm. but there are things that need to be fixed for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um. Ben Budworth asks another hypothetical that I think is interesting here. And he says, bigger let down, Emba or Treyor? Which French guy (laughs) let us down the most? Treyor, Treyor, definitely.
1: Treyor was a five-star prospect. Let's be real. Come on, man. Like in college basketball, when you're a five-star, you're supposed to be instant impact. Yeah. You're supposed to be instant impact. I don't think that Emba was ever that much in the instant impact category. I think people were willing to accept development from him. But in college basketball, with so many one and duns, when you when a guy comes in, if he's truly a five star, he should make an impact on on the floor year one. He's not a project. So for me it's Treyor. Big I mean one of the biggest letdowns in recent memory in like Albert sports.
0: Yeah, I'll have to agree that it's Treyor because and this is the same reason why when I, you know, backtracked off of my Dylan Brooks win at number three with Landon King, it's because I saw Treyor play ball over when they made their trip to Israel. Uh And I said to myself, okay, this kid's got potential. And I never saw that, the Israel Treyor step foot on a basketball court again. Treyor got minutes since then. I never saw that same player on a basketball court. Maybe a few minutes during the LSU game last year, you were like, okay, this is the guy that maybe can make... It just never happened for him. And then for him to leave and have offers to Power 5 schools, Power 5 schools offer him and him to end up at UC Santa Barbara, it just was a head scratch of a situation from the ver- from the minute you hit go. That was another situation where coach got in trouble and we were like, ah, we're going to swoop in and, and take the five-star out of their class with Will Wade getting in trouble at LSU. And it never turned, him and Dylan Brooks are literally the same person, right? <laughs> like they are the, the five star kid that we got from somebody else's class once the coach got in trouble that never did anything for Auburn that was significant. Right. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Trey Yorin. And to your point, because it's basketball and you have like you you have a much better shot at getting on the floor as a five star athlete on a basketball team than you do on a football team. I agree. Much better shot, and you expect that five star guy to be an impact player day one when they hit the the, the court. Never was that guy. Never was that guy. Um, and hopefully, again, you know, I wish him the best of luck. Hopefully, he can transform into that guy. But uh, he's got a long way to go in mm. his development. But yeah, Auburn needs to stay away from French players. That's basically the moral of that story. We appreciate you guys dropping in with us once again this morning. We'll be back at you guys again tomorrow morning with another drop. We are out of here as always. War Eagle, peace. Drop.